Hi, and welcome to the River of Life Assembly of God podcast. We are so glad you joined us. Our prayer is that today's message will impact your life in a positive way. We believe there is power in the Word of God. So open your heart and allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you today. You ready for the word? How many's been enjoying David, a man after God's own heart? Amen. You've been enjoying that? Put that into the chat. Give me some hearts. Give me your, your most anointed emo- emoji right now if you've been enjoying this series. We've been talking about the heart, having the heart of David. And uh, I think it's just um, prophetic. God is really just giving me a lot of insight uh, on speaking about the heart. And so that's what we, we have been. Today you can go to 1 Samuel chapter 15. And uh, we are in week three, and today I want to title this message, Saul's Spears and Tears. Saul's, as in plural, Spears and Tears. Amen. Got to have the heart. If if your heart stays ready, you ain't got to get ready. I said, if your heart stays ready, you ain't got to get ready. Sometimes we got to get worked up. We got to get, you know, praise and worship helps break up the heart. And I believe in that, and we all need to do that. But we're living in a day where we can't afford to take a spiritual vacation. Come on, I'm preaching already. Did you hear me? 2020 is going to be one of them years that's going to be in the history books. And if I've learned anything, is that this is the year that I can't take a spiritual vacation. Take a physical vacation, and many of you are. And God bless you, you need to. You need to get away and have some R&R and, and look at the beautiful world that God has given us in uh, the planet is beautiful, but the world's gone crazy. But uh, we do need, but we can't take a spiritual uh, vacation. So we've been emphasizing the heart. God's given me this tagline: keeping a right heart when life goes all wrong. That's what we've been learning: keeping a right heart when all of life or when life goes all wrong. You know, Jesus taught in the last days. He said that beware that your heart is not weighed down with carousing and fears and the things that are coming upon the earth. Jesus said that in Luke. Beware of what your heart, that it's not weighed down. And so one, one way we got to keep the heart in tune with God is by getting in the Word, by following, staying close to Jesus. 2020 is a year that we've got to draw close and stay close to Jesus. Are you with me today? Hallelujah. Looking at the world today, I was watching and seeing that there is a a uh, outbreak of locusts that are upon uh, in, in India, and they are just having a problem in that country. And then uh, many of you know about the uh, sandstorm that is headed and that is here in America. And yeah, and I don't know if we're in Revelations or another level of Jumanji, but it's it's just like um, it's just like what is going on. And who, who do you believe? That's another problem we have. You notice that anything that comes across the television, now anyone that stands, I don't care if they're a mayor or a political figure or anyone, we have automatically, we go on defense because we, we don't even know who to believe anymore. How many know that we don't know who to believe, who to trust anymore? That is more scarier than any virus that's coming up. When we don't know who to trust or who to believe. Let me remind you that the Bible says the Holy Spirit that is going to be in you, he's got another nickname, and his name is the Spirit of Truth. Did you catch that? He's the spirit of truth. When we need to know what the truth is, when we need to know how to live our lives, 
What, what decision to make? You need to have a source of truth, and it's the Holy Spirit. And back to the heart, because the Holy Spirit speaks to the heart. That's who he communicates with. Your inner, the word heart in the Hebrew Bible is the seed of thought, is where your thought life comes out of. And Jesus talked a lot about the heart. He said, this is what defiles a man. It's not what style of clothes you wear, what you eat, what goes into the body. But what goes in and out of the heart is what defiles a man. And so we got to guard our heart during this year. Guard our heart from fear. Guard our heart from anxiety. Guard our heart from anger. And it's okay to get anger, but make sure it's righteous anger. The Bible says don't let our anger go down. Uh, don't let the sun go down in our anger. It turns into bitterness. And so these are all issues about the heart. And King David was a young man who lived through very uncertain times, but he was able to always bounce back on his knees and, uh, and get his heart and keep his heart right with God. And so there's where we have been. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, we're going to read here about Saul today a little bit. And Saul is the king that was uh, the people's choice. And he was um, the first king, and God is removing Saul because Saul's heart wasn't right. And he, was, uh, he did things his way, and he just would not get it, man. Some people just won't get it. He just wouldn't get it. Saul just, he wouldn't get it. And so after many chances, God said, that's it. Samuel, go tell Saul he's fired. And I'm raising up another man who's going to do all. Remember last week I gave you the definition of what it means to be a man after someone who will do all that I command him to do. So this is what's happening. Samuel comes with the bad news in chapter 15, verse 22. But Samuel replied, now listen to this. Does the Lord delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as much as in obeying the Lord? To obey is better than sacrifice. I got that underlined in my Bible. To obey is better than sacrifice. And to heed, that means listen, and to listen is better than the fat of the rams. The fat of the rams was like the cream of the crop. It was like a very good offering you could give in the Old Testament to have a burnt offering. And, and, and that, was, that, that meant you were, you were really giving to God. God says, I would rather have you listen to me than to give to me. I'd rather, I'd rather you listen than even to give. Watch this. For rebellion is like the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is like idolatry. Now, if you have a King James Version Bible, it says, and for rebellion is as. And the word as is italicized. Very important, students. Which means that's not the original word in the Hebrew. It was added in English so we could understand. The correct rendering of that should be this. For rebellion is the sin of witchcraft and stubbornness is idolatry. You know, we, we've got people that worship Satan. That's a real thing. Last Sunday, there was a group called the, doing this Luciferian thing where they were erecting their, uh, these statues and praying to the moon and worshiping the devil. And they were very, very bold about it, very, very, very public about it. You might have heard about it. They were coming to various cities and areas. And, and we've got them in this community. They're just about in every community where they, where they worship uh, Satan. And they, they say it's not evil, it's, it's good. And they, they confuse people with all of that. And, and, and they need to be called out on that. We know that God is greater than that. There's no, no devil in hell. The Bible says every devil trembles just at the name of Jesus. 
But you know what? You don't have to wear a hat and pray to Satan himself to be operating in witchcraft. I'm trying to help us today. It could just simply be rebellion. That's what he's saying to Samuel or to Saul. Samuel is saying rebellion is witchcraft and, and idolatry. Stubbornness is idolatry. What do you mean? Idolatry is like worshiping an idol, right? So being stubborn is worshiping what idol? Self. Well, I'm at the right place. That's what Samuel said. Samuel says, Saul, you don't worship God. You got another idol that you worship in your life, and it's yourself. Oh, this is so good. I'm glad I came today. Watch this. Because you have rejected the word of the Lord, God has rejected you as king. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Continue to bless us in our hearts and let our eyes be opened in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. So God is removing Saul. Feel sorry for Saul in a way because he really didn't choose, didn't want to be king. He was hiding in the equipment room when his day came. And slowly over time, he began to get more prideful, more arrogant. As he began to get more blessed, he began to say, look at what the things I have done. And he began to get his focus off of God. His heart began to turn toward himself. And he began to get into all kinds of problems and doing things his way. So God began to remove him and raise up David, who was a man after God's own heart. And Samuel said to Saul, here's another verse, I didn't put it in there, but Samuel looked at Saul and he said, Saul, when you were little in your own eyes, did I not use you to rule Israel? In other words, when you were humble and when you looked at yourself as being second and not first, I used you to do great things. That's a lesson for all of us. Why are you preaching this in 2020? Because we need to stay on our knees in 2020. I believe what, and I'm going to talk a lot about this next week, we still haven't repented as a nation. We still haven't repented the way God has called us to repent. I really believe it. Many, many are just going right back to their old lives. And this was the difference between Saul and David. David messed up. He wasn't perfect. You're going to see that. But he always fell on his knees and said, God, I'm sorry. I want to start over. And God said, that's all I'm looking for. Come on, get back up. Saul refused to do that. David had the heart. Saul had the title. And listen to this. Write this down. Our obedience to God is the best indicator that our heart belongs to God. Our obedience to God is the best indicator that our heart belongs to God. It's not a, a religious affiliation. It's not being assemblies of God, Catholic, Methodist, Baptist, Lutheran, whatever kind of denomination, whatever church you may be watching from, wherever you're watching from. It doesn't matter what church you are affiliated with. It all matters about the heart. And it matters about if we are obeying the word of the Lord to the best of our ability or not. That's the best indicator. So let me throw this up here. These are the main difference between Saul's heart and David's heart. We need to have a heart to heart. And here is a heart to heart. You need to watch, look at this, write this down. Please always remember this. This is so important. This was the main difference between the two, Saul's heart. This is how you know if you've got a Saul's heart. And by the way, we're talking a lot about Saul's, and you're going to see there's different Saul's maybe in your life. You may have a Saul in your life right now, which is not always bad. God used Saul to perfect the work in David. But we also can turn into Saul ourselves. We can have the heart of Saul. And Saul's heart was full of the fear of man while David had the fear of God. 
You'll read this about Saul. He was always making decisions in the previous chapter as king. The Bible says that Saul would listen to the people. David listened to God. Now, as a leader, we're going to listen to people. I think it's good advice and good counsel. We just went to a, a, a uh, racial reconciliation think lab last Thursday. The deacons and leaders in our church and um, here in southeast Michigan, the Assemblies of God put this on, and it was a panel of four great, awesome, qualified, spirit-filled leaders um, that were of different color, and they talked about their perspective on how to handle this as kingdom-minded uh, people, uh, being Christ-centered and biblically inter, uh, anchored and spirit-empowered. It's just really, really good stuff. And we sat, we just listened. Before, before we can do anything, we need to just listen. Sometimes we just need to sit down and listen. God gave us two ears and one mouth, somebody said. Amen. David would listen to the people, but he first would listen to God. A lot of pastors and a lot of leaders are listening to the wrong voices. As a, as a pastor and as a leader, I'm going to hear from you. I want to hear your input, absolutely. I want to hear what God is doing in your life, how we can do this and do that. Our River Kids directors put out an awesome poll and asking many of our volunteers just some things and how they feel about reopening and what, what you know, we're, we have awesome healthcare workers in our church and we listen to them. And one of our deacons is Carissa who works in the medical field and as we set, we make these decisions, we get together. This is not a, not a one-man show and I thank God I'm not the only one that's making these decisions. We all are, but... But when it comes down to making that next step, it's ultimately up to God. That's who we listen to. Saul listened to the man. Okay, Saul's heart was full of pride. David was full of praise. Notice I said full of praise. I didn't say full of humility. Because here's the thing. You, only the humble will praise God. Did you catch that? God showed me this a few years ago that uh, pride, you won't praise God. You want to be praised. Satan was a worship leader in heaven. He didn't want to praise God. He wanted to be praised. Please catch this. And anytime we get a blessing, anytime we get something good in our life, be very careful what we say and how we respond. We need to first say, God is the one that gave me that. I thank God for that. Man, you got a new car. I like them rims on that car. You need to say, God be the glory. He likes rims. Come on, somebody. You lost 20 pounds, thank God. <laughs> Just going to keep on going, amen. You, you need, why? Because whenever we don't give God praise, watch this, it turns to pride. Oh, thank you. I worked a double to get them rims. Oh, yeah, man, I've been working hard. You know, I've been saving away, putting a little something, something. You know, I've been putting in overtime, double time, triple time. You know, in other words, it's all me. It's all me. Listen, you might have worked double at work, but the Bible says if he hasn't given you the breath in your body, you wouldn't go. The Bible says this in Hebrews, man builds a house, but God is the builder of all things. What am I saying? Perspective. Saul would all, always be about himself. He actually built a monument in his name. Right after Saul said, God's removing you, he went and built a monument and had a parade downtown Israel. He did. David would fall on his knees and give praise to God every time. 
When he was king, he walked around and he said, God, look at what I have. I'm the least of the people. I'm a, I'm a shepherd boy. I'm a shepherd boy. And now you have pulled me out and made me king of Israel. Don't ever forget where you came from, people. Don't ever forget where God found you. I don't care if you are a CEO of a business making six figures a year. Before you came to Christ, you got to see yourself as being a lost rank sinner that was on your way to hell. And it wasn't for Jesus dying for you. You can't be righteous enough on your own. You can't be good enough on your own. We all have sin. We all need Jesus. Don't ever forget that in America. Don't ever forget that. I am nothing without God. Linda and I, on our 28th anniversary, you know what we did? We went through the old neighborhood. Had the doors locked. It's funny how I used to walk those alleys at 3 in the morning, but now we lock the doors. <laughs> Getting a little older, man. Some young dudes run up. I don't know. I may be. I'm going to get out and be like. Hey. <laughs> we went through the old neighborhood, and we just began to say, hey, remember this, hon? This is where we were. And remember that? I remember, you know, you were. We just kind of relived where we dated and where we came from and where we met. And in, I grew up in Ecorus, and so I got so many different memories there. But I noticed as we went through the neighborhood, I, we began to say, remember this? This is when drugs really begin to take us all out. This is where I got arrested. This is where the police came. This is where my friend got shot. This is where this happened. This is where that happened. What happened? The season of fun, the season of fun that's in sin for a season begin to pass. And then we were like, hey, this, we went to, when we moved to Melvindale, we gave our hearts to God. And, and look what God has done. And man, that was one of the best dates we've ever been on. I wanted to go to Taco Bell and get a Mexican pizza. <laughs> and then go to where Sears was on Dixon Southfield because we would park in the parking lot and eat our Mexican pizza while we waited on the show at the Star Theater. What was it called? Star? Remember that? I had my little Mustang. Yeah, we'd sit there in the parking lot. But now we got to take a little bit of medicine when we eat. No, I'm just kidding. We can't eat that Taco Bell like I used to. Amen. Come on, somebody. But uh, the whole point was remembering where God has brought me. That's what David, you find it in David's life. He always would stop and pause and go, God, I remember where you brought me. Oh, I got to keep going. They, uh, Saul sought men's praise, but God sought God's presence. Everywhere God, uh, David went, he was talking about God's presence. He would go on vacation. You go on vacation this summer. Remember, God created that water. Next time you're out on the boat fishing, God created that. You look. I hope you can still see God. David was always talking about the presence of God. Just thank you, God, how good it is to be out here. Saul was always a man looking for men's praise. He was self. He was always about himself. Self preserving and David was a servant leader. I could go on and on about all of those and break them down, but I think let me write them down. Our life groups are this week. You guys can really break those down and talk more about them. And, uh, and by the way, if you're watching online and you'd like to participate in a weekly Bible study, some of these groups still have room. You can, you can, you can go to our website. I meant to say this earlier. We do want to make another plug for them. You can go to the website and register for a life group and get into life groups and have Bible discussions about them. This is exactly what we do this week. First Samuel 16, I want you to see this is where Sam, uh, Saul began to really lose it. So Samuel took the horn of, of oil in the presence of his brothers 
And from that day, the Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. Then Samuel went to, to Ramah, but the Spirit of the Lord departed from Saul. So this is right when, when Samuel fired, when to, told Saul that he was no longer going to be in the ministry. Uh, he anointed David. But I want you to see the two, the contrast here. The Spirit of the Lord came powerfully upon David. So it came powerfully. So there was some sort of a, a manifestation. There was some sort of, I mean, he, he didn't just pour the oil on his head and go, and David went, woo, and they go, wow, he came powerfully upon you. No, no, there, there was some sort of a spiritual, some sort of a manifestation. When the Holy Spirit gets upon your life, man, he, he will, he, there is a powerful, you will weep, you will cry, you will be broken. There is a physical manifestation when the anointing of God comes upon you. I don't know if you felt it during worship, but man, I feel it when I preach. I feel it when I'm worshiping. You stir, what, what, what is that? That's the, that's the anointing. That's the presence of the Holy Spirit that is being stirred within you. But the Bible says the Spirit of the Lord withdrew from Saul, and a distressing spirit from the Lord came. Now I want you to see this. Um, it wasn't that this evil spirit was sent out of God's presence to him, but God lifted his hand of anointing. He lifted his hand of protection, and the enemy came right in. And that's why it's attributed to God lifting up his hand, and he came. But I want you to see Saul remained king for 10 to 15 years after this. In other words, God's the only boss that'll fire you but let you still work for him. He'll, he'll fire you, but he'll, he'll still let you. I mean, Saul continued to be in that position, but he didn't have the anointing and the favor on his life. You can still be on the worship team. You can still be serving in River Kids or whatever else once we get them going. You can be serving at church. You can have a position but not have the anointing and the blessing. Seriously. Judas, was, he received the power of the Holy Spirit, and he went out. Judas did, and he, he did miracles, and he cast out devils, and he was used of God in a miraculous way. He was also a church treasurer, and he would steal money from the treasurer, treasure, treasury, and Jesus never fired him. It's a, here Saul is still the king, but he don't have... Just because you're doing something in the church don't mean God's blessing and favor is upon our life. That is a scary and sobering thing that we need to make sure our heart is right in the line with God. Again, we're trying to learn about the heart here. And Saul had the title, but he didn't have the anointing. And so he began to really lose it. And the first sign of the flesh is jealousy. It says, when the men were returning home from David after David had killed the Philistines, that the women came out from all the villages and towns of Israel to meet King Saul, and with singing and with dancing, uh-oh, and with joyful songs and with instruments. So the women sang as they danced. Saul has slain his thousands and David his ten thousands. Then Saul was very angry, and he said, They've ascribed David to ten thousands and to me only thousands. Now what more can he have but to the kingdom? So Saul eyed David from that day forward. It means he looked at him with jealousy. One of the first signs of walking in the flesh, one of the first signs of our heart getting off of what God's called us is we begin to compare one another with one another. Remember, comparison clouds your calling. 
You can be feeling so good and feeling so great and following God and be happy with your family, happy with your kids, happy with where you are in your season of life right now and you're making it through this quarantine and this crazy time and you're making it and you look on Facebook or Instagram and you find out what someone else is doing and what someone else is doing and next thing you know, your joy starts to go. Theodore Roosevelt said, comparison is a robber of joy. And you begin to compare your relationship with that relationship and, and your, your spiritual walk with their spiritual walk. And, and next thing you know, your calling begins to get cloudy. Come on, somebody. You, you begin to lose your focus on what God has called you to do. Instead of Saul getting jealous, he should have celebrated David. He should have celebrated David. you got to learn to be, but you can only celebrate other people when you are content in your calling. And you've got to learn to be content in whatever calling that you are in. This is ministry teaching 101. I, mean, I'm trying to, I believe God is using this year as a training school for an end-time harvest. I believe when we get out of this year, and you make it through this year, and I make it through this year, and we got our faith, might lose everything else. But David said, I've lost everything else, but I kept the faith. I kept the faith. I've run my race. I've kept the faith. You may lose some friends to keep your faith. You may lose some of your reputation, but keep your faith. You may lose some of your Facebook's followers and some of your status, but keep your faith. Paul said, I've been through everything. I've had everybody turn on me, but I've kept the faith. Kept it. You've got to learn to be content in whatever season you're in. But we can be people who sing and give cheers, or you can throw spears. Women begin to cheer. David and Saul, what they were saying is, as a nation, we're winning. Saul sort of said, yeah, David got a little bit more than me out there. That's okay, he's a young buck. Give it up for him. But instead, he began to go, I, you know, I want to do that. I want to have my name there. What, what, no, no, what, what else is he going? His insecurities begin to show. And instead of throwing cheers, he begin to throw spears. Look what it says in verse 10. Then Saul sought to pin David to the wall with a spear, but David slipped away from Saul's presence, and he drove the spear into the wall. His jealousy turned deadly. When we compare ourselves with other people, it can turn toxic. We can become toxic. Relationships will become toxic. And being jealous is lethal. It's the first sin in the Bible. First murder in the Bible was between two brothers. Family. So many families have been ripped apart by jealousies and comparing one another. Don't let it happen to us. Come on, I'm talking about our heart today. We've got everything else going on in this world. If we learn to keep our heart right, we'll, we'll keep everything else right. And so, who are the saws in our life? Let me tell you who Saul is not. Saul is not the person that is a mentor that gets on our case sometimes and holds us accountable and gets us to get to work on time or church on time. I know things are a little different, whatever. Someone that's getting honest, that's not a saw. We need to get to work on time, or we need to log on on time. It's your virtual life group. They start at 6 o'clock. Everybody get there at 6 or 7 or whatever. Amen. I mean, it's not a saw for someone to get on your case and say, Hey, I thought you made a commitment to Christ, and why are you posting this on Facebook? 
Oh, that's not a saw. He's throwing a spear at me. No, no, no. He's saying, hey, man, you're messing it up for all of us. The Bible says when a righteous person falters before the wicked, it murks and muddies the water. <laughs> Try to bring healing in the gospel message, and they find out you're a Christian, and then they put us in this one category, man. If we would just pray before we post, that's all I want to say. Just pray. Come on. We're, you still got some... You still got some prayer first bracelets? Come on, put that in the chat. Pray before I post. Come on. Pray before I post. We're trying to unite and solve some of these problems. We're not going to solve problems through Facebook. You never will solve a problem through a post or a text message. It's never been done. It will never be done. The only way it's going to happen is if we sit down and we talk to face to face to one another or have a conversation. Isaiah says it like this, come let us reason together. And it's amazing because we've been told to be separated during quarantine. Our nation's fallen apart, and now we're trying to unite. And it's, it's, we're, we're really living in a very tenuous time. But the enemy is trying to divide us, and the only way we can conquer these things is if we unite. And we got to stay united. we got to be united. And we got to make an effort to continually be intentional about being together. we got to social distance or whatever to do it, do it. But don't give up on that. Don't give up on community. Thank you for being here today. Don't give up on that. We're going to make it through this, church. I know this is weird and different. I'm not happy about it. Got a beautiful building here. Our cafe's almost done. We're going to open that bad boy up one way or another. I got to listen to my counselors. Amen. <laughs> we got to get back to it, man. I don't care, man. You can come up and hang, up down the, hang out down the street, whatever, man. But we got, we got to get community is important. We need it one way or another. So who are the Saul's? Saul's are people that used to. Beware of the used to's. I used to go to church. I used to pray and seek God. I used to pray first. I used to seek God. Listen, whenever you stay connected to a person who used to, it will hinder your can-do. God gave me that Tuesday. I like to put little sayings out there. Put them on Twitter. Come on, bless somebody. Tell them. Put, put it out there. You hang around with people who used to, it's going to hinder your can-do. You'd be like, I can do all things through Christ. They're going to be standing there. Oh yeah, I used to think that too. You know what they're doing? They're throwing spears at you. I'm going to go to church. I'm praying. We're, we're fasting on Thursdays. Yeah, I used to fast. I used to go to church till that preacher got up and said something about whatever is offending people today. It's nice outside. Oh, you didn't say there was a cloud up there. That's how sensitive we've gotten today. Our hearts, I need to get back right with God, man. You hear me? Beware of the used to's. Beware of those who used to go to the house of God. David said in Psalms, he said, I used to go to the house of God. My, I almost slipped and almost lost my way. When I began to look at the transgressors and they were more blessed than I was. When the wicked were more prosperous than I was, then I said to myself, surely I'm living holy and going to church for no reason. He said, I almost slipped and lost my way until... I quit being a used to and started doing I can do it. And he got back into the house of God. Beware of the used to's, people. Look in your circle of influence and, and see who are the used to's. Used to be on fire for God. 
there was a, a woman who got a new job, and she obviously got some new friends at her job. And so she would go out and have lunch with them and hang out with them. The only difference between her and them is that she just got married, and they were all divorced. And so every time they would sit down and talk, she would talk about her honey bringing flowers home from work, and they got a date on Friday's date night, and, and they got this. And every time she would bring it up, one of her coworkers would say, I remember, psh, I remember when we used to do that. You better watch them because it ain't going to last long. <laughs> you know what they were doing? And you know what happened? She began to experience problems in her relationship. And it was, we told her, we said, honey, you need to be around people who value marriage. I'm not knocking those that's been through a divorce because there are innocent people that's been through divorce. But even then, watch it that you don't become bitter. Don't give up on the process of marriage. The Bible says marriage is honorable to God and to all people. And the bed is undefiled. Come on, somebody. That's in your Bible. I know marriage is, don't give up on it no matter what you've been through. But the point was this. She surrounded herself with a bunch of used tos and it caused problems in her can-do. Come on, in 2020, we got to stick with people that can say, I'm with you. You can do all things through Christ. We will see a revival in America. We will see an awakening in America. We will arise in 2020. We will make it back. We will come out stronger than we did when we went in. It's not over until God says it over. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Come on, somebody. Give him praise. Give him about a 10-second praise break today. Let the used tos hear you right now. Say, I'm going to come out of this thing. I'm going to make it because God be for me. Then who can be against me? You used to, but I ain't going to quit. Because if I don't quit, I win. Come on, church. Hallelujah. That's anointed of God. That's what David did. You'll find it in his life. We'll see it even next week. i got to start ending it right here. But you're going to see David went to a season of caves, living in caves for years. I've been to those caves. Many of you went with me. We were going to go again 2021. Let's see what happens. <laughs> but he lived in the caves, and he was able to come out. But let me end with this. Here we go. We're closing. We're closing. Hallelujah. Don't throw a spear at me. David is sitting there singing one of his songs in Psalms. I exalt thee. He wrote that. I exalt thee. Saul is standing there with a spear. Saul, you're saying, I'm going to go to church. I'm living for God. And I want you to know there's an enemy that's got his hand on a spear. So how do you respond to them spears? Look at verse 10. If you, can, if you can put that last verse I put up, it said, and David fled. David fled. You don't got to be hanging around in a relationship if someone's chucking spears at you. You're, you're, you're nobody's target. You, you're not, you don't have to sit there. David didn't hang around. David didn't stand there. I'm just going to pray. He was like, I'm out. Peace, deuces. <laughs> Whatever. He ran. He left. He he fled. Come on, listen to this. Romans twelve says this: Do not take revenge on my, 
my dear friends. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. Do not take revenge, my dear friends. This is the Bible. This is living in a time in the first century when, where the Romans were persecuting Christians, putting them in a coliseum and having them ripped to shreds by lions for entertainments. For entertainment. And Peter later writes and says, honor the king? What, are you kidding me? We, we forget how relevant our Bible is today. But look what he says. He says, don't take revenge, but leave room for God. Leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, and I will avenge. It's mine to avenge, says the Lord. By the way, I would rather have God revenge, avenge me than me avenge me. He said, I will repay those. And matter of fact, if your enemy is hungry, feed them. Give them something to drink. And if you're doing this, you will heat burning coals on his, on his head. But there is one thing that we can do as a worship team comes, and I really close for real. There is one thing that I want to end this. We're going to have to end it right here in David's life. But I think it's a good place to end it. David wasn't empty-handed. As I begin to read this in Romans, it said, but leave room for God. Leave room for God's wrath. I underlined, leave room for God. If you don't retaliate, how do you leave room for God? And then I read in Psalm 18, or 1 Samuel 18, 10, it said, David played music with his hand, and there was a spear in Saul's hand. I said, the enemy had a weapon in his hand, but David had an instrument in his hand. I said, the enemy had a spear in his hand, but David had an instrument in his hand. And then it began to hit me. Do you know that our praise is a weapon? I believe there's a spirit of Saul that's upon this nation that is throwing spears left and right and dividing us. And we got spears laying all in front of us. Many of us are picking them back up and throwing them back. But I want to encourage you today. Don't pick up that. David never picked up that spear. And David, he don't miss. He could have picked up that spear and said, Saul, you think you can throw a spear? Have you seen my track record? I took five stones and I only needed one with a slingshot and I took that giant down. I don't miss. And I know everything in us is not wanting to miss. Everything in us is wanting to pick up a spear. And you might be in a relationship, a situation right now, and God's speaking to you right now, and you're wanting to throw that spear back. But I'm telling you, don't pick up that spear. Pick up your worship. Pick up your praise. Because here's why. As the enemy had his hand on the spear, David had his hand on his instrument, there was another hand that got involved. I said there was another hand that got involved. When the enemy keeps his hand on his weapon and you keep your hand on your praise, then you're inviting the hand of Almighty God into the situation. He says, make room for me, David. Keep your hand on your, spear, on your weapon, which is your praise, and let me handle Saul. Church, we're going to do everything we can as a church in this year to do what we're called to do or vote to elect we're called to vote we need to do that we need to stand for righteousness and justice let our voices be heard but when people go low we need to go high come on somebody that's what he's saying here you don't let don't get into the dirt don't let the enemy pull you into the mud 
never get into a fight with a pig. Number one, you both will get dirty and he will like it. David said, I'm going to keep my hand on my praise. I'm going to keep my hand on my instrument. This is how 2020 is coming, ain't it? Ain't it? Come on with me. Come on, stand with me. If, you, if you're dodging some spears today, I want you to stand up. I want you to keep your hand on your instrument today. Hallelujah. And when David kept his hand on his instrument, the hand of God got involved, and he began to fight his battles. What do we sing? This is how I fight my battles. We even got songs about it. I can't wait till we get back to altar services, which we're going to do real quick. We're trying to think of a way to do that. But right now, you got an altar right in front of you. Right now, you're at home. you got an altar in your living room, in your patio. I don't care if you're on a boat. I want you to make that your altar right now. If you are engaged in this message, and if you've had some spears thrown at you, maybe you got hit, and you're hurt, and you're mad, and you're angry, I want to encourage you today to let the Spirit of God come upon you and heal that wound. Drop those spears and put your praise. Pick your praise back up. Keep your hand on that instrument, church. Come on, River. Keep your hand on that instrument. The second group I want to pray for is if you're here and you say, you know what, man, my heart is turning like Saul. That list you had up, that was me. I used to have a heart that was after God. I could sing as the deer panted for my the water so my soul longed for thee i used to be there pastor eddie but man 2020 has been heavy it's been hurting man i'm i'm getting more angry i'm getting more jealous i'm getting i'm comparing what i build an altar right where you are in jesus name right now come on father right now in jesus name i pray right now that you come across these airways on Facebook, on YouTube, on our internet, on our website, right here in this, in this room. Father, let your spirit come upon us right now. Come on, church, build you an altar right there. Build you an altar right now. Go after God. If you need to receive him into your heart, you, you can ask him to come into your life right now. Forgive me, God. I, I, I'm a sinner. I've sinned. Forgive me. Make me new. Come on, if you've got a heart of Saul and you're getting bitter and angry, God, put a new right spirit within me. I'll repent today. Forgive me, God. Give me that heart of David that was sensitive to you, God, that could hear you. Come on, put those spears down today. Lift up your, your hands and let's worship.